Good morning and praise the Lord. Can you praise the Lord with me this morning? This is Bishop Smith. Praise God. It is so wonderful to be with you. We thank God for the privileges and the benefits that we have in the body of Christ. We thank God for you allowing us to start your day with you. And so I'm excited about today. I'm excited about our guest speaker. I'm excited about the word of the Lord. I'm just excited about life. Even, you know, things are a little bit strange right now. Let me put it like this. Strange winds are blowing. God is still in control. Praise God. And I love the fact that God is still in control. So I'm going to tell you, be encouraged this morning. As the Bible tells us, to cast not away our confidence, for it has great recompense of reward. I want to say good morning to all the intercessors that's online. We thank God for you. It is such a very powerful time for you. I believe your gift is being highlighted in this hour. It is really being highlighted. You play a vital part in humanity, society. It's very important you understand that. So thank you for your prayers. We thank God for the most saints of the Most High God, the Church of New Destiny. We bless God for you and every other church in the body of Christ that's on the line, the Universal Church. We thank God for you being real saints. It's not like being around the real saints. I believe there's 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 some saints, but then there's some real saints. Y'all, you all are real saints, especially when you get up this early in the morning. I call you guys tailgaters. Tailgaters love to get to the game early, and they love overtime. We might have overtime today. Y'all pray the game going to overtime. I'm just going to say it at the top of the day. We may have a little overtime today. Regardless if we do have overtime, we're going to still win the game. Praise the Lord. And so I also want to greet every man of God that is on the line this morning. We bless God for you. Bless God for your call. You also play a vital part in history, in society, because God has called you to shape humanity to look upward in this season. So your job as really um, one who would shepherd is vitally important. And our guest is on the line. We were talking about this yesterday. How do we shepherd? How do we shepherd in times like these? So it's vitally important. First, before I introduce my guest, I want to also greet Sister Charlene Tuckerson. She's going to be doing our prayer request this morning. Did an excellent job hosting the prayer call yesterday. Sister Charlene, how are you this morning? I I am well, Bishop. Thank you so much. That's great. You sound well, dear. You sound well. Well, we have with us, before we open in prayer, a great, great He's beyond my friend. He's my brother in the faith. We've traveled the world together, have done ministry together. We've cried together. We've fought together. We laughed together. And um, just a great apostle of God. And that is Apostle Terrell Murphy from the Life Center in Charlotte, North Carolina. Apostle Murphy, how are you this morning, sir? Bishop, good morning to you on the West Coast. Y'all are some... Major tailgaters in the kingdom. I agree with that. 
All right. I knew you was going to love that, brother. I know being a big football fan, brother, and a player yourself, you're going to love the tailgate, brother. We we tailgaters over here. Man, let's get tailgate. <laughs> All right. All right. And so I pray this morning you're smiling. You know, I have a way. People don't think I'm funny. I guess they don't know I'm funny. I have a way of bringing a little humor into what I do because the Bible says laughter does the heart good like a medicine. Here's what I say. It's good to laugh, especially when nothing's funny. It's good to laugh. It just really help you. And so, you know, I hope hopefully you have a smile on your face this morning because it, it's good to smile. I always say smiling increases your face value. It really does. Praise God. And we have a lot to smile about because the Lord is on our side. Father, we honor you today. We bless you and we magnify you. The fruit of our lips, giving thanks and praise, because you alone are the redeemer of our life. You tell us to enter your gates with thanksgiving in our hearts and into your courts with praise. For this is the day that you have made. In it we shall rejoice and be glad. We thank you that you delivered us from the powers of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of your dear Son. Father, we command the morning by the authority that you've invested on the inside of us. I declare, Lord God, in this hour we will rise up as the true people of God, the ecclesia, the church, Lord God, to declare your word. And the word we declare shall become flesh. In Jesus' name, amen. Apostle Murphy. Well, it's a great day in the kingdom of God, and I honor you. Bishop Carl, just listening to you just encouraged my spirit so much, and uh, it's a joy to to know that you're excited about the things of God. I'm excited about the things of God and the possibilities that we have with the God who is over all things that are impossible. It's really a great time for us when we gain the kingdom perspective of things, and I know that's what you're leading a people to. I acknowledge you, and certainly, Pastor Adrian, thank God for, for you and who you are in the kingdom of God. I love you that you're your own person, and you walk according to how the Spirit of the Lord is leading you as it's yielded you to the vision that's inside of your of your husband. I thank God for, for both of you, and uh, your families are incredible, and to the family at uh, Destiny, my goodness, what a great and awesome early in the morning folk you are. To everyone uh, from around the country, especially our clergy that are joining with us, I honor all of you. I'm going to talk kind of fast because I want to get through some things this morning and I believe help all of us to become more anchored in our hope or in the hope who is Christ Jesus. And um, that is what the theme of the day is. So God, we're trusting you that you'll minister to us by your spirit and that you will take us into new places let the eyes of our understanding be open. Yes, God, our eyes have understanding. Let that be opened up that we may see what the Lord is doing and participate with you and bring to pass your perfect will for our lives. Even, yes, God, in such a time as this, we declare the, the power of the Lord, the blood of Jesus covers all that is done and said and even facilitates the transformation of lies uh, in such a time as this. We declare in the Esther anointing that we have come to the kingdom for now, and you will continue to reveal to us the purpose and the plans you have for us. In Jesus' name we pray. 
Amen. Again, Bishop, thanks so much for letting me uh, share with you. As we, you know, look at these times and we reflect from a historical perspective, really since the flood of Noah, we've never experienced uh, simultaneous immobility of nations. Nation by nation, there's been and it's going to continue to impact uh, how we live and work and play. And like most people, I've had moments of disbelief as to what is going on and how in the world could this be happening. But from the perspective of God, this is really a time where prophetic voices and prophetic people, I believe all the people of God are prophetic people who live and should speak to encourage and edify and strengthen others' lives. But I believe all the people of God are prophetic people at this time because we serve a prophetic God and we're made in his images. So there's a lot of speaking from prophetic voices right now. Some are conscious, some are unconscious. There are some voices that are believers. And then, yes, there's even some voices that are unbelievers that are speaking the truth and the mind of God, whether they know it or not. And all of this is in order, I believe, to bring some level of understanding and insight into a dilemma that most people have never imagined that we would see. So today I want to encourage all of us, especially those of you that are part of Destiny or connected to Destiny, you're at the right place in the right time. You're at the right place of care and edification because I know what is inside of the man of God's heart, and he is guiding you and navigating you out of what you're in to get you into things that maybe some of you have forgotten or some of you have just not realized that God has for you. Not only are you in the right place of care, you're also being cared for a sovereign, loving God who in times like these especially, God shows, number one, himself, and then he shows his attributes. He even prophesies to us in the gospel and says this as according to these present times, in this life you will have tribulation. But be of good cheer, and I love this. He says, for I have already overcome the world. That's a beautiful thing to know that we can have that type of confidence in God. What God's allowed is for you and I in this time to really have another glimpse at how incredibly reliable God is. Our theme scripture for the day is Hebrews 16 through 9 where the, uh, the writer says, now we have this hope as a sure and steadfast anchor of the soul, it cannot slip and it cannot break down under whoever steps out upon it. A hope that reaches farther and enters into the very certainty of the presence within the veil. God is a God that speaks from heaven and he speaks from the earth. God speaks to us of things to come. He thinks of, speaks to us in things that are present. And so I want us to understand the nature of God. Here's his nature. Verse 10 in Hebrews uh, uh, 6, 16 says this, 6 says this, For God is not unrighteous to forget or overlook, hear this destiny, your labor and the love which you have shown for his name's sake in ministering to the needs of saints, there that is, Bishop Smith, saints, his own consecrated people, as you still do. Hear me, Destiny. I want you to know you are in the mind of God, and not only are you in the mind of God, you're planted there very deeply. And I want us to understand that he is more than just the thing we can trust. No, he's the only certain thing that we can trust. He's certain. Certain meaning he is a for sure thing. 
He is a thing who is beyond doubt. He is an unquestionable thing. And I want you to hear me prophetically. I want you to gain clarity from what I'm about to say. The Lord has wanted to slow you down to reset you and readjust you and realign each of you. And as I came out of 2019 at Life Center, I shared with our congregation that this would be a year of resetting. And three months into the year, we find ourselves beginning to undergo a resetting that has been put in place by God. But God is allowing this because he's wanting to slow the body of Christ down. But at the same time, Satan, your adversary, who roams like a roaring lion, has also been trying to slow you down too. But I want you to catch the differences. God has wanted to slow you down to reconnect you to him. Sometimes we can be so busy doing the work of the Lord, we forget about the Lord of the work. But God has been wanting to slow us down to reconnect us to him because we can do no more in servitude to nations, to regions, to members, to individuals than we can according to the intimacy that we have with God. Our intimacy levels will never ever be that which would hold us back from God, but often we get held back from our intimacy levels, and it breaks us into a place where we're unable to fully demonstrate who God has called us to be. What we have to understand is that worship is connection. We're not just looking to the sky when we worship, we're connecting. But the adversary also who wants to slow you down, not only does he want to slow you down, he wants to stunt you, he wants to strip you, he wants to stop you. But I want you to hear God now. There's a corner that you're about to turn. There's a hill you're about to come over, a line you're about to cross, all of which are going to launch you into new places. Note I said not a new place, but into new places. And hear this. The adversary, because of what God is up to with you, has had to inject himself, not just into the affairs of your life, but inject himself into anything that is associated with bringing you into new places. He has sought to kill it. It's the spirit of Herod who when he discovers that there is something that is about to enter into the earth and bring change to it, Herod steps in. The spirit of Herod wants to kill everything that is out of the loins of God. So it will go on a rampage and seek to shut down anything. We're looking at about 182 nations that have been immobilized by COVID-19. So he goes on a rampage to shut down anything, hear me, that might be a resource whether it's people, whether it's places or things, he looks for anything that could be a resource that God has appointed and ordained to serve as a catalyst to get you into your natural and your spiritual promotions. We have to see what's attached to this thing. There's new dimensions that are much greater than anything you've ever walked in. Here's what we have to see. God, though, is the master strategist. God can connect dots from anywhere in the world, from anything to another thing. See, when you've got God who loves you like he loves you, 
He'll stop at nothing, no matter where things or people might be. There may be things in Africa. There may be things around the corner. There may be things in other hemispheres or time zones. There may even be people who you don't like that carry things you need. Wherever he might have to bring whatever in from, he'll do that to get you what you need and to move you into who he's called you to be. But the spirit of Herod is a bullying spirit, and it seeks to intimidate, to steal, kill, and destroy, and it goes after everything because it doesn't know what God is going to use to advance you, promote you, anoint you, strengthen you, and get you into a greater posture for the kingdom of God. There's a coming and present revealing of Jesus. Yeah, yeah there, there's a final trumpet that's going to sound, but there's also the noise right now of a shaking. Hebrews 12, 27 says, Now this expression yet once more indicates the final removal and transformation of all that can be shaken, that is, of that which has been created. Why? In order that what cannot be shaken may, number one, remain, and number two, continue. Say, remain and continue. There are things that have had to be shaken in your life and in society. God didn't do this, meaning he didn't create this environment, I mean, this, 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 this uh, a virus and the evil workings of it, but God has allowed it to shake in us and to shake around us what can be shaken. When Trump said he was going to clean the swamp, he didn't know that, number one, it included him, but he didn't also know that it would include a shaking of not just Washington, D.C., the most powerful government in the world, but because of that government, there's a shaking all over the world. God's shaking is not to kill you, but to kill what about you that cannot go into new places with you and I. Your advancement has no room for any Anything that would cause you to retreat. So therefore, anything that can be shaken is being shaken so that what cannot be shaken is that which remains. And God says to us in 1 Peter 1.13, so you do this, then brace your minds, be sober, set your hope on the grace that is coming to you when Jesus Christ is revealed. Again, I say there's a coming revealing and a present revealing a coming revealing of Jesus and a present revealing of Jesus, and both are worthy of our trust. The present revealing are the moves of God we're experiencing right now as God has released and is releasing peace and comfort and provision and signs and wonders and miracles and breakthroughs and healings. As a matter of fact, there's someone on this line who didn't have money to go to the doctor, but God has healed your body so that you don't even have to go to the doctor because he's in the now for his sons and daughters. And you're about to reopen. I'm not talking about California, I'm not talking about where you live, I'm not talking about your locale, whatever city you're in, but I'm talking about you. Yeah, you're about to reopen. The creation waits in earnest expectation for what God has been and is forming in you and your family in your boat, Noah. You can't stay in the boat forever. Why? Because the waters of the pandemic are rescinding, but God's been sustaining and preparing you to live in this thing and in what's to come. And yes, there is and will be social distancing, but there can't be social disappearance by God's stewards on the earth. 
I'm not endorsing anything that's not safe, but what I want us to understand is that we have been riding on this thing not to come out the same way. We've been riding on this in order that we would come out and replenish the earth with the kingdom of God. So in closing, our king is a sure thing. Your destiny and purpose in life is a sure thing. And there is only one place to place our hope, and that hope is in Jesus, who is our anchor. And it's now time to dig deeper down into the soil of our lives and find him there, the one who can only sustain us and keep us by his grace. He's saying to us, set your hope on my ability to do for you. Set your hope on my ability to do with you. Set your hope on my ability to do through you what you cannot do for or by yourself because I am the Lord. I am your anchor. Father, in the name of Jesus, I declare that your sons and daughters yield themselves into the place of brokenness before you. I declare, God, that we cry out in desperation for you in our vulnerability, God, because you are our help. You are our refuge. You are our hiding place. You are our banner and our strength. We look to you as our anchor, that which holds us grounded and rooted, that we may be steadfast, immovable, and always abounding, even in times like these. You've made us the head and not the tail, God. So we go ye therefore, and we demonstrate your glory and your power, for we have this confidence that you are with us, and if you are with us, nothing can be against us. We declare the manifestation of your works, God, towards our lives for your eternal purposes. In Jesus' name we pray and call it done, Father. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Listen, listen, saints. We go to games, or we used to go to games, and whichever team you were rooting for, when they scored, you would shout, you threw your popcorn by accident, you probably hit somebody in the head because you got so excited because you scored. Well, we didn't score this morning. Come on, so just shout, hallelujah, praise God. Man, give that man the ball. Praise the Lord. Man, I... I I'm full already. I'm, I, I I wrote four points down. I'm not going to give these points right now. This apostle, praise the Lord. Bless you, sir. Thank you so much. And God bless destiny. Thank you. Thank you. Thank God for you and the spirit of God that's on your life. Sister Charlene, uh, let's go into the uh, prayer request and if we have any praise reports. Hallelujah. Yes, yes, yes. Hallelujah. We have two prayer requests, one from Dolores Jr. Her prayer request is for her sister, Linda Jr., who has been released from the hospital. We want to keep her in prayer. We also have a prayer request from Sherelle Shaw, who is asking for prayer for herself. She's in the house with five kids. And it's been difficult to manage them and to keep them all doing their schoolwork. She's feeling defeated and has lost motivation. 
Father, we thank you right now, first of all, for that number five, that five kids. Father, grant her grace in the name of Jesus. Jesus Jesus said in Matthews 18 and 19 that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. Father, we come, dear God, more than two this morning, standing in agreement, standing united, Father, lifting up these prayer requests to you. Father, we call out Linda Jr. by name to you. And Father, we also add all of your children who are suffering from sickness, disease, and infirmity. We, you know all of them, Father. You know them by name. In the name of Jesus, Father, we, with the authority that you have given us in the name of Jesus, take over sickness, disease, and infirmity, and we break your power in the name of Jesus. We loose healing. We loose wholeness of health. We loose wholeness of mind, body, soul, and spirit. Job 22 and 28 says, Thou shalt also decree a thing, and it shall be established unto thee, and the light shall shine upon thy way. We decree and declare, Jeremiah 17 and 14, Heal us, O Lord, and we shall be healed. Save us, O Lord, and we shall be saved. For you are our praise. We declare and decree, Isaiah 53 and 5, Jesus, you are wounded for our transgressions. You were bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon your shoulders, and by your stripes we are healed. Therefore, we take upon the healing, and we put sickness, disease, and infirmity back on you. We don't take it up again. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Jesus, for the pain that you endured so that we are free from pain. We thank you for the sickness and infirmity that you endured so that we are free from sickness and infirmity and disease in the name of Jesus. We declare that sickness, disease, and infirmity shall not visit our generation, shall not visit our children, shall not visit our children's children in the name of Jesus. We declare a cease and desist order in the spirit and in the natural against you in the name of Jesus. We decree and declare Psalms 91 and 7, a thousand shall fall at thy side and 10,000 at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh our dwelling in the name of Jesus. It shall not come nigh our dwelling in the name of Jesus. It shall not come nigh our dwelling because the blood of Jesus is against you. I decree and declare Psalms 91 and 10, there shall no evil befall us. Neither shall any plague come nigh us, for you shall give your angels charge over us to keep us in all our ways. They shall bear us up in their hands, lest we dash our foot against the stone. Father, your word says in Jeremiah 30 and 17 that you, you restore us to health. You heal our wounds. Father, breathe on Sherelle Shaw. Breathe on Sherelle Shaw, dear God, and all those who are at home, dear God, during this stay in order that are or experience the same symptoms, Father, the same claustrophobicness of being inside. Father, this is the season of creativity and innovation. Father, give your people new creativity for this season. 
to stretch beyond this. Give your people new vision to see differently during the shut-in, God. Give your people new vitality, dear God. Give your people new patience to accept what you're doing in this season during this shut-in to gain what we need to catapult us, Father, into the next dimension. Father, you have entrusted us with, your, with our children, dear God, to be wise stewards over them. Bless the parents. Grant them, Father, wisdom, dear God, to teach their children with a good spirit, with strength, dear Father, but with calmness in the name of Jesus. Father, may the children be occupied with productivity. Enlighten the eyes of their understanding with new positive creativeness. Give them witty inventions. We speak to every gift according to Proverbs 18 and 16, and we command you, gifts, make room for us in the name of Jesus. Bring us before great men. Father, prepare us to sit at the table with greatness because you've created us to be great in the earth in the name of Jesus. We declare and decree Deuteronomy 8 and 18, you have given us power to obtain wealth, and knowledge increases power. Therefore, Father, increase our knowledge span in the name of Jesus. In all our getting, Father, give us understanding, God. Give us wisdom. It is the principal thing according to Proverbs 4 and 7. Father, in the name of Jesus, your word says in Isaiah 45 and 3, I give you the treasures of darkness. I give you hidden wealth and secret places that you may know that I am the Lord who has called you according to my name, that you may know that I am the God of Israel. Father, during this shut-in, we ask you to unlock the hidden wealth of your knowledge within your people. Unlock wisdom, Father. Unlock, dear Father, the doors, dear God, of dreams and visions that you, dear God, have entrusted your people with. Father, according to Ezekiel 37 and 5, thus said the Lord God to these bones, behold, I will cause breath to enter you that you shall live. Father, breathe new life to the weary in the name of Jesus. Father, breathe new life to Sherelle Shaw. Breathe new life to your people, God. We declare no setbacks, but set ups by your Holy Spirit. We declare no deceleration, Father, but acceleration in the name of Jesus. We declare no hold up, Father, but hold fasting to your word, Father. We declare no defeat, but triumph in the name of Jesus. Father, we declare a new outlook, a new perspective. We declare the new is here in the name of Jesus, and we embrace it by your Holy Spirit. We embrace it with your power, Father, in the name of Jesus. And we declare, Father, your word in Romans 8, nothing shall separate us from your love, God. Nothing shall separate us from the love of our God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. We thank God for our prayer request today. And we declare as we come alongside and agree with the prayer request, we declare they become a praise report in Jesus' name. Well, my goodness. You all, is 530, so we're about to hit overtime. And I want to say before we bring Apostle back, when he began to pray, long before he began to minister to us this morning and pray for us, 
in his prayer, he quoted Ephesians 1 and 18. I don't know if you got on late or you heard what he said. He released something. He said it fast. And if you were not listening, you didn't catch it. In his prayer, he said, he prayed the eyes of our understanding be enlightened. He said, our eyes have understanding. I caught it. You have to catch that. I've been saying this week on the prayer call, you have to wake up. This is the year of focus. When you understand what Paul is saying, when he says the eyes of our understanding are eyes that have understanding, they are to be enlightened. So when you understand that, it means to give intellectual or spiritual instructions to. It means to impart knowledge. To impart knowledge. You got to catch that. To impart knowledge. When you look at this, enlighten, you come up with the word intel. Intel is short because we're dealing with the mind. Intel is short for intelligence, a higher degree of intelligence. That's what God has called us to. We have to be thinkers. And so when you understand intel, intel is a manifestation of a higher mental capacity. I declare that's being released on this line. As the man of God prayed at the top, before we even got into the message, that was the first thing I heard. But then he said that God is slowing us down. God, The enemy is slowing us down. That's the Herod spirit. I'll get to that. But the, God is slowing us down. And when I seen the slowdown, here's what I saw, Apostle Murphy. We're yes, being slowed down to reconnect with him. That's what you said. We're being slowed down. Listen, power can be going forward. But in other words, whatever's coming up in the rear the power has to slow down that's ahead of it so what's behind it can connect or reconnect. I saw a train. Trains have to slow down for the train or, or those cars, if you will, coming behind it can connect to the other part of the train, which is connected to the engine, which contains the power. I believe that God is saying that in this season, we're to connect to a greater degree of power. We're to reconnect with God. Brother, that blessed me. And the spirit of Herod is coming up against any and everything that has the power to overturn its agenda. Powerful. Our old mindsets. Can I go into a new day? Apostle, talk to us about our soul. Your soul must be anchored. Our old mindsets, please hear me when I say this, it cannot, they cannot go into a new day. Our souls must be anchored 
in the Lord, in Christ. He is all of our hope this morning. Apostle, you blessed us this morning. And before we bring our prayer call to a close this morning, I want to come back to you and see if you have any closing remarks. We want to give you the ball, and we just want to just go ahead and score. You know, the first person scoring overtime, it's all over. <laughs> I think I'm just kicking the extra point. You already ran it across the line, but I, I appreciate you so much again for uh, just giving me an opportunity to to share. Um, and it's true, Bishop, we, we have an ear gate, we have a mouth gate, but we have an eye gate. And that eye gate will interpret uh, things of the Spirit when we turn our entire beings over to the Spirit of the Lord. We can only be what we see. We can only be what we see. That's why exposure is so important. Exposure to the supernatural. Exposure to the Word of God. Exposure to good leadership like you and Pastor Adrian provide. You can only be what you see, and it will manifest things in your lives in our lives that give us an advantage. I believe that there were things that the Lord is saying to the body of Christ in this pandemic. Uh, our doors have been shut for more than natural reasons. They've been shut for spiritual reasons. And I believe those spiritual reasons have been that God, have been that God wants us to recalibrate. He wants the church to be reset. He wants us to ponder, are we following after the ways of, of man are we following after uh, forms that uh, we can, that will not manifest the kingdom of God? God has put us on a place to reset and to settle and slow ourselves down as he has taken us back to the first place of uh, God, which was the family with Adam and Eve in Genesis, and then the second place of God in the book of Acts, which was the household. The Lord is calling our families and our households to become agents that advance the kingdom of God. And that's why it's so important that our, home, that our homes be built up at this time. If there's anything God's looking at, it is what is happening in your home and what's coming out of your home. Because if we move from a kingdom perspective, which is about territory, our home should be the regulator of our subdivision. Our home should impact our subdivision, which should then impact our community and everything that is in our communities. But God did it with the family in Genesis, and he did it with the families in the book of Acts, the households, and that's where power is coming from. You're in a great house, Destiny, with great leadership for such a time as this. And as you as Noah's come out of your boat, there's a replenishing that I believe the Lord has placed inside of you that is now time for those in your region to experience. Saul came down from the mountain another man, and I believe you're going to come out of this pandemic as another man carrying the nature and glory of Christ that many of you don't even know is brewing up inside of you. I'm good, Bishop. Wow. Y'all, we win. Praise we win. God. We win. We win. We we done won this thing this morning. My God. And and, and let me say again, the the, the 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 whole thing with Herod is that just as we have angels who record our lives, we have demonic spirits who are watchers and scanners and third eyes, and they are aware 
of the going-ons and the happenings in our lives, too. We know when God brought the angels up to minister regarding Job's situation, that Satan came, too. And so we have to understand that there are demonic forces that know what God is up to, and the king of Herod wants to kill anything that's going to be birthed out of the loins of God, especially people of high potential, high possibilities, people who are of the kingdom, people who are apostolic in nature, pioneers, forerunners, people who carry change within them. Herod, that spirit, wants to kill, steal, and destroy however it can. And that's why you have to guard your heart in this season because God's putting things inside of you that are strategies to move around Herod until God finally destroys him. And he will at the mouth and the moving of apostolic people. Wow. And see, Apostle, that's why, as you said in the beginning of your prayer, I picked this up. We need spiritual intel. We must have spiritual intelligence, church. That's what gets us to the other side of this. Mm. Discernment. Remember, I said three things this week on this line you need. Number one was focus. Number two was wisdom. Number three was discernment. And so, as Apostle has ministered to us, from his prayer was Ephesians 1 and 18, and then everything else, I got, I picked up spiritual intel, spiritual intelligence. Then he said, master your home during this season. Master your home. Get your home in order. Notice the prayer request was the young lady said she feels losing wow. in her home because now we're forced to be with each other. And there may be some on the line this morning that you and your husband been at it since you've been at home. You're not seeing eye to eye. I declare that disagreement cease. Yes, 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 yes. That today is the end. The peace that has been interrupted in your home will return today. Thank you, God. That spirit has no more power, dominion, or authority in your home. Take this time. Because we're all sheltered in place. They ain't trying to let us open. They ain't trying to let this thing open real soon. But I'm telling you, there's folks praying and there's folks strategizing. Because God is moving. It's impossible for heaven not to move with this much prayer going on around the nations. People are praying. People are receiving Christ as their Lord. People are changing. We're reconnecting to power. Our minds are shifting. Our minds are being renewed. The spirit of Herod is losing momentum. <laughs> yes. In the name of Jesus. So we thank God this morning. Thank you once again, Apostle, 
Wow, what a great day. What a great prayer call. Man, it's a great, woo, great way to bring Friday to where we are as we get ready to enjoy it because we're just beginning it, so we won't rush it. We're just beginning it, heading for the weekend. Yes. It's a boy, it always feels good when you won the game. I, I'm going to say we we don't want a championship. That's how I feel right now, y'all, because, my God, what a great day. So let me pray for you as we get ready to open the lines. And as we open the lines now, you know when you win the game how you celebrate. We're going to celebrate today. We're going to celebrate today this great victory because we are victorious because our hope, you got to understand that, that we can lay hold of. The hope that we have is unshakable. It was established ahead of time. That's what you got to understand, established ahead of time. So as we bring this time to a close this morning, we always like to close with Psalms 118, verse 24, for this is the day that the Lord has made. In this new day, it's a brand new you, brand new opportunities, and brand new possibilities. Come on, confess it with me. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. From this moment forward, I will be very courageous. I will not waver in my faith. I will not give in to fear. I am more than a conqueror, and I am a world overcomer. I declare today, as we've been enlightened, that you are more than a conqueror, and you are a world over-conqueror. And the Bible says, and this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Let's unmute the line and let's praise God this morning. 